0: Hello, my name is Paul Bowag and you're listening to Digital Insights, and today I want to talk to you about designing the perfect homepage. The trouble is, is that when you search on something like homepage design on Google, every single organic result on that first page of Google are posts that list examples of outstanding homepage design. However, just looking at examples of good homepage design is worthless if you don't understand what makes them successful. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm fine with highlighting examples from other sites, and I've done similar posts to those myself. But blindly copying others isn't going to lead to a great homepage on your own site. That's why in this podcast, I want to break down 10 things that great homepage designs do well and how you can learn from those when designing your own homepage. We begin with probably the most obvious thing a homepage should do well, and yet sometimes is overlooked, and that is, explain what you do. The first question users ask when arriving on your website is, what does this organization do? As a result, The most fundamental role of any homepage design is to explain what your organization does clearly. That is, of course, obvious and yet companies regularly fail to meet this essential requirement because they fail to make it clear what they do. Too often, organizations fall into the trap of making vague statements or relying on jargon because they've never taken the time to clearly articulate internally what they do in a single sentence. Now, if you visit the Hotjar website, you will see that it does a great job of this on their homepage. You know instantly that they offer tools to understand your users better because it says on the homepage, the fast and visual way to understand your users. Now, if you scroll slightly, you will see exactly what that means. However, there's another interesting thing to note about the Hotjar homepage. It doesn't just say what they do. They also explain the value that they provide to the visitor. And that brings us on to our second point, which is explain how you provide value. Once a user has established what your website is about, their next question is whether that website can actually help them achieve their goals. That's why it's so essential for your homepage design to communicate the value that you provide to users. How is your website going to help them? For example, the TripIt homepage promises users an easier trip every time, while Quilla will help users provide documents that get results. You see what I'm getting at? Number three, have a clear primary call to action. Some of those visiting your homepage will be ready to take action. Maybe visitors have already looked around your site and or are returning after a previous visit. In either case, they've seen what they need to know and they're ready to act. So your homepage, therefore, needs to make taking action evident and easy to do. That needs to be a clear call to action, whether that's um, sign up, make a purchase, or get in contact. Whatever your call to action, it needs to be easy to spot as users visiting your site will be distracted or in a hurry. Of course, not every user will be instantly ready to take action, and that brings us on to point number four, which is have a secondary call to action. In many cases, a user will return to your website multiple times before they're willing to commit to completing your primary call to action. And in such cases, your homepage design could probably benefit from a secondary call to action like signing up for a newsletter because that's a superb way of opening up a regular line of communication, ensuring that the user doesn't forget you when they're ready to take action. For example, I encourage users to sign up to my newsletter so that when people are ready to employ a user experience and conversion rate optimization specialist, I'm more likely to be front and center in their minds. Of course, we still have to convince users to complete those secondary calls to action. That brings us on to number five, address common objections. Whatever you're trying to persuade users to do on your homepage, people will have reasons why they don't want to do it. Even signing up for a newsletter brings up concerns about security, spam, and privacy. That's, uh, these are all concerns that need addressing if your homepage hopes to encourage people to take action. A good homepage design should address immediate concerns relating to calls to action on your homepage itself and provide easy access to more general objections about your products or services. However, homepage design doesn't just need the right messaging or calls to action. It also needs to project the right feeling, which is our sixth point. According to a study published by the Journal of Behavior and Information Technology, users typically form an impression of a website in under 50 milliseconds. That is a blink of an eye. And interestingly, that opinion doesn't tend to change massively even after extended viewing. That means that first impressions on your homepage really matter. A website needs to elicit the right emotional response at a glance if it's going to be compelling and project the right impression of your company. Of course, emotional response to design is subjective, and so it's crucial to test the look and feel of your homepage with real users. The designer's opinion or even the client's opinion is not going to be enough. Okay, so we now come to point number seven, signpost your critical content. Although homepage design should initially seek to give an overview of what your organization offers, that's not its only role. Another primary job is to guide a user to any additional information they require. In other words, it should signpost to other critical content found further or deeper in the site. Actually, the UK government website does an excellent job at this action because they don't need to sell the government. Its primary role is one of signposting, and they do that incredibly well. Um, especially when you're trying to complete common or everyday tasks. Unfortunately, what internal stakeholders consider to be critical content is not always in line with what users think. And that brings us on to point number eight, which is remove distractions from your homepage. A homepage design can quickly become a mess of links and promotions as internal stakeholders compete for real estate. Effective homepage design resists the temptation to add more and more content, instead focusing on top tasks and critical content. Of course, that's easier to say than do. One approach is to run a user attention point exercise with stakeholders to help them prioritize homepage content and avoid distracting users with secondary material. Another technique that will help is to ensure that your homepage has a strong visual hierarchy, and that brings us on to our ninth point, which is to create a strong visual hierarchy. Because an effective homepage design has to do a lot of work and often uh, has a lot of content, Therefore, it's essential to guide the user to the most critical information visually. Now, you can achieve this in a variety of ways, including grouping similar elements, such as navigation, together on the page rather than having them spread everywhere, positioning more important elements higher on the page, using color and imagery to draw attention to essential elements, varying the size and style of items to donate their importance. Of course that requires organizational agreement about and making the hard decisions about what's essential and what not is not something many organizations are often unwilling to do. However, it's impossible not to, to prioritize a design. For example, something as simple as an alphabetical list favors items at the top of the list. Equally, items higher on a page receive more attention. Now, in the age of mobile, where you have a single column um, uh, layout typically, no homepage design can avoid uh, prioritizing stuff. So you must prioritize the right elements. You can't avoid this conversation. Nevertheless, I accept that prioritization of homepage elements can be challenging, especially when you're trying to reach a diverse audience with many different needs. In such cases, personalization can help, and that's our final point. People often perceive personalization as the kind offered by Amazon. Personalization requires the user to be logged in. However, that's not the only option. There's a plethora of personalization options when designing a homepage. These include, but not limited to, personalization based on referral source, using location, related to the time of day, whether someone is a new or returning visitor. To improve the effectiveness of a homepage design, personalize it wherever possible. The more specific your homepage content can be, the more compelling and useful it will become. At the beginning of this little uh, podcast, I argued that merely copying homepages from other websites is not going to be enough and that you need to understand why those sites are actually working. However, in truth, even that is not enough. There are so many nuances of how elements work together combined with organizational and user needs that no amount of theory will lead to the perfect homepage. The only way to truly end up with the best homepage for your audience and company is through rigorous testing from initial concept to final design and then through to a program of ongoing A-B testing to continually optimize post-launch.